Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Gotta Look Up podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to get your kids off screens and create different memories for them. I believe every parent has experienced a challenge and sometimes frustration of keeping their kids away from new technologies that previous generations did not quite understand. When I was a young boy, I remember my mom and dad telling us not to watch so much TV or not to sit too close to the screen. I'm guessing their parents may have said something similar to them about using the radio too much. Maybe even our ancestors warned their kids about staring at cave drawings or hieroglyphics for, for too long. Who knows? I do remember making great memories with my dad. I remember my brothers and I finishing our homework, grabbing our baseball gloves, and walking down to the corner of the street to sit on the curb and wait for dad to come home from work. My dad loved baseball, and I'm pretty sure he loved playing catch with his kids. We would sit there and look down the street a couple of blocks, waiting to see the silver blue nose of our 1964 Rambler make a right turn toward us. The minute he rounded the corner, we would jump up and cheer. Dad would pull into the garage, run into the house, change out of his suit, grab his glove, and come out and play catch with us. An amazing memory. So how do we engage our kids with similar experiences in an age where distractions of the world are mere clicks away? I think it starts, as I guess it always has, by identifying areas of interest and activities for our kids that they will find more engaging and fulfilling than the devices. In a child's early years, I believe this is easier, even though there are screens targeted at babies and toddlers. Some activities you can do with smaller children are taking them to a, for a walk, taking them to a park, playing with them in the backyard. Younger children love being outside to explore. When they are little, we are their world, so it is easier to control the environment and the experiences. That said, it is still tempting to use those toys and videos, whether you're at home or in the car, to keep them distracted or entertained on trips or while you're doing your job or getting things done around the house. I would recommend that you be aware of this habit, as well as try to reduce the amount of time they spend watching screens from the earliest age. So how do we do our best to help our children manage these new and very powerful technologies as tools and not as time sinks? We need to lead by example. And I believe it gets more and more difficult the older our kids get as peer pressure and group inclusion enter the social equation. How do you balance the need for kids to learn and manage technology for their future while keeping them from sinking into the quicksand of apps and algorithms? Start them young. Control access to their devices. Don't just leave them lying around the house. Actually pick them up and put them somewhere where they're not seen so your kids need to ask you for them. Two, regardless of age, set a daily screen time budget. This includes you. Three, let them earn more screen time by doing chores around the house, getting good grades, displaying good behavior, or even going above and beyond on their own accord. Four, challenge them to put their phones, computers, and TVs away for an hour and replace that time with riding a bike, playing a board game, doing sports, reading a book, spending time in nature, taking music lessons, or listening to music, other activities and hobbies that they may be in interested in, and engage in these activities with them to build bonds, experiences, and memories. And five, lead by example. Don't use your phone in the car. Don't use your phone at the dinner table. Be present when your children approach you with a question or a request. Put the phone down and engage with them. Be present when someone is conversing with you in public. Put the phone away and have a human interaction. Tell your kids that you're reducing your screen time in favor of personal health and wellness by reading, exercising, participating in silent 
meditation or prayer, calling a friend or actually meeting with that friend, taking a walk, riding a bike, playing with your pets. The key is making the effort and then being consistent. Set up a daily or weekly device-free time and stick to it as much as you like. Set up a regular time to not have devices on, similar to setting up a date night with your spouse or significant other. Make sure that you let others know and then to make sure that their friends know that during this time, devices are off limits. Make sure to turn off all notifications on the device so you're not distracted by any buzzing sound or tone. And if you're going to use screens, watch a movie or TV show together, but all other devices need to go into a bowl where they cannot be used or a drawer where they cannot be used during the movie or TV show that you're watching. And again, all notifications are turned off or better yet, the device itself is shut off completely. For additional information on methods to help you and your children manage screen time, I recommend the American Academy of Pediatrics. Their website is www.aap.org where they have several articles on screen time and types of screen time for kids. They also have an affiliate site, www.healthychildren.org. Also, Common Sense Media has some excellent resources on helping kids develop good screen time habits. They can be found at www.commonsensemedia.org. And all of these will be posted on the website that got to look up. Changing screen time, either for ourselves or our children would be an evolution, not a revolution. There's a lot of behavior, and let's admit it, addiction that needs to be undone. It will feel weird at first not having that phone right next to you, but over time you will be managing that device as a productivity tool, not as your entertainment companion. Getting back to the story of playing catch with my dad, we are coming up on the five-year anniversary of his death. I still carry one of the laces of my dad's favorite baseball mitt on a keychain, so I have a big part of him with me wherever I go. That memory had a pretty strong impact on me, and we can make similar strong memories with our kids outside of these devices. Gotta look up. <laughs>